0: usually um, I, I'm like so gung ho in the morning about what I want to talk about, but somehow that isn't arising for me this morning but um, what did come up was another gateway into what I spoke about last night so i um, I Read uh, recently a review of a new book that's come out of a person who had been in Auschwitz and had managed to escape and had um, written a book, and um, or that someone else had written a book about this person and what they'd experienced, and I um, and it just came to me again the way that our minds, when there's no mindfulness uh, present or loving-kindness or any of the beautiful qualities, create oppositions, create oppositional relationships, or another way to say that is that whatever is happening inside of us gets projected out because it has been unacknowledged. There's been no relationship to build a container around it. And so that energy gets projected out onto people, communities. And um, so I want to acknowledge that each of us, and of course all of us in different ways, each of us has lived the experiences queer, trans, non-binary people. Um, of having negative energies projected onto us and when there's no training and when none of us, or I didn't anyway, receive training around this dynamic in particular, um, even though I've told you so many stories of how many experiences I've had with The police in particular projecting negative energies on my teacher at school and neighbors and so on. We didn't have an understanding, um, or my parents didn't anyway, Uh, our parents didn't, of, well, how do we hold this? And what happens when we aren't given an education on how to hold negative projections, then that relationship triggers that ignorance dynamic that I spoke about last night. It triggers then that whole dynamic which is held in confusion, shame, blame, aversion, greed, doubt, sloth, torpor, and attachment. It's held in that reactive dynamic. And so what happens is that when other things that are difficult happen, then that that dynamic is immediately triggered. And so I want to acknowledge the depth of the transmission of that projection because we all receive it because we're not all enlightened and so there's projection happening between groups as well as uh, towards different groups some of the projection gets institutionalized as an equity so it's even deeper that projection that systematic disrespect that we've experienced and I when I was young reacted as 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 some people I know in like, incredible anger, and acting out, and not having any understanding of ethical behavior at all. And um, because that's what was being triggered. And so no shame and blame, because that is the dynamic that's going on. These are the conditions, and this is the dynamic that goes on. And when something even in a community where there's some agreement about ethics and ethical behavior and we're practicing and we're queer together, when something happens, it's easy still to get triggered. So, and that makes sense. And why I love these teachings is because they dovetail so particularly To integrate ending systemic projection, ending inequity and oppression, and transforming our inner relatedness. And they have to go together, right? Because how can we transform the external structure if we don't transform? if it isn't coming from our inner transformation? And then how can we keep working on this inner transformation if we're in environments where there's triggering all the time? So we know that we have to do both work at the same time. It's easy, it's easy, in the place of being triggered to feel hurt and justified in expressions of communication or thought even, just if we keep it to ourselves, thoughts of like polarization, you are the problem, I don't like what you said, I don't like what you did. We know this, we do this in all all our relationships, this is all of us, right? We've all experienced times when we have made people an enemy inside of ourselves. And I don't mean like a big enemy. But we know sometimes that we have been a big enemy to people, that homophobia is rampant. And of course, because we're not fully enlightened, we continue that dynamic, again, no shame, no blame, but it's really helpful to name it. To say, is this where I want to go? Is this really where I want to go? Is this the relationship I want to build? Is this the vision that I have in my heart? And if it isn't, I can say to myself, well, then I don't know what is because I'm still caught in my revenge or not liking or projection, but I know I can't continue to support that and feed that because that isn't what I want. I want to build communities and relationships, inner and outer, of respect and kindness. And it's a developmental process. And because... I haven't really ever been part of one except here in an ongoing way, then we make mistakes all the time. And it's happening in this field, at least for me. And I know for you all of like, how can I do this differently? And how can I? So then the Buddha has given us this amazing technology. And the, this, this, as I said last night, whenever I have a thought or a feeling that involves confusion or shame or blame or anger or greed or craving or doubt or confusion, anxiety, sloth, torpor and, um, and uh, attachment, Um, then I know I am serving at the the dynamic of oppression, of making myself or someone else an enemy. And we do it to ourselves. It isn't just to others that I make my feelings or something about my body or whatever it is an enemy. And I'm not talking about... Um, Acknowledging that this isn't the right body, and, and I want to find an authentic expression. I'm not talking about that. And so it's very uh, um, amazing capacity, this ignorance and delusion, that we would even get to be attached to negative images of ourselves. You know, so not only is there this dynamic of of, of uh, creating a dualistic relationship, not communion, not in the field of caring, but as an enemy. But then we also have received the conditioning that we don't have the capacity to heal that. And we believe it because that is the insufficiency and inadequacy that I talked about yesterday, the psychological root of delusion and ignorance. And so we're doing this amazing reframing of liberation and healing, of both connecting to our capacity that we can even if sometimes we don't know exactly how and then of challenging those dynamics inside of ourselves because we have such a longing to be in a process of learning together how to do this differently. Where we're not in opposition, but where we are in community—that's the difference. That we're in community, and the 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 um, you know, and the means is this coming to, to coming to both. Be aware of these dynamics inside of ourselves, and when um, when it's too much, then we come to wherever it's safer or easier to grow mindfulness. Because mindfulness and discernment, to be able to discern this, is so liberatory. So last night, I I when I was going through my notes, I saw I would written down some quotes that Donald Trump had said, and he, and he said, um, he's such a teacher for me. He's, he said, I have the most beautiful hands. I'm, I'm one of the most intelligent people, or I'm the most intelligent person, and I have the most beautiful woman. And I, I love that. I'm like... That mind that has no awareness, that is an oppositional mind. There is no sense of relatedness to the rest of human beings of life. It's like such isolation and separation. And that's what the Buddha was talking to in naming these unwholesome energies. And then saying in a million ways that we can heal them. But we can't heal them unless we notice them. And we often don't notice them, as Venerable Fred pointed out, because they're unpleasant. And the mind doesn't like to hang with the unpleasant. And so then that continues to run. But with that capacity and the... the yearning in our hearts to do it differently with that strength, that intention, that wholesome volition. We find ways to hold it with our caring because we want to care and express our caring. We find ways to hold it. And to say, I don't know how to think about this situation because I'm still in my oppositional thinking but I know how I'm thinking of it isn't the right way. So can I abandon that, that invitation of right effort? Can I abandon the unwholesome? And can I cultivate the wholesome? Can I first come to my own heart with caring and love and transform those deep triggers of believing that, I can't, transforming all the ways people have related to me that I've taken on is true, transforming that, and being willing to be guided in that moment-to-moment practice, because it is a path that, in it, brings about freedom and well-being. There's no one who has walked on this path that says the opposite. No one. It always brings good results when we make the effort. You know, and then there's there's one more dynamic, and that's the dynamic of, you know, don't disturb me because I'm having a good time. <laughs> Just to name that too. Okay. Thank you. So let's, um, Let's uh, sit together. or lie down together, or stand together. And maybe for a moment we can acknowledge this, that we all together, online and embodied, are are together in this exploration. And then inviting that surrender into the support the ground is giving through the bed or chair or floor. And maybe you would like to, in your own words, name your intention for these next 20 minutes. How you would like to meet yourself, your life, your mind, heart. And what is your vision this morning? If you would like to invite caring in this moment, through some traditional phrases or others you prefer, may I hold this being with caring and respect. This body, these sensations, this mind open or contracted, tired or energetic relaxing Mm. however I am in this moment. May it be okay? See if you can acknowledge your knowing I know this moment, this is how it is. I know my intention of caring. This is how it is. Mm, Finding then or listening into what anchor you would like to relate to, or we could say, which aspect of my experience can I know in a more accessible way? And sustain the knowing. I know that I know. Relaxing, letting knowing know you don't have to be the knower, because knowing is there. Or maybe forgetting, and then forgetting's there, and you can know that, that disentangling from a doer. Allowing caring to care. You understand what you're knowing. remembering. Notice if there's any subtle projection. This breath, this body, this mind. I like or I don't like. A projection, a splitting. Just noticing There's that beautiful intention you named. That's the field in which you're knowing. No enemies, no preference. As we come to the end, see if you would like to appreciate yourself for your efforts, your intentions and the vision that inspired them. Your knowing. The understanding that comes from the knowing. Appreciating your intentions to care.